welcome everyone to another episode of Classroom to Staffroom where we talk all things teaching. I'm joined by my co-host Jody Epia. How are we all? I'm Miles O'Kane and we look forward to taking you all along for the ride. Week 10, my man. Week 10, final week of school. Counting the days, the hours down at the moment. Where are we at in our mind space? Oh, excited times. Uh, reports are done. Parent-teacher interviews have been completed. It's now just maintaining, making sure the rooms kept tidy, making sure everything else. I think the highlight is just working through the whole thing right up to the end, making sure the kids are still engaged in some good work. And some of the kids that I've got earn rewards, which is good, so I try to do something nice for those kids. But then also one of the lowlights that I could sort of identify today in this particular is just some kids struggle to maintain all the way to the end and it's trying to keep that focus. Students can definitely sense it, can't they? Yeah. And I can definitely sense it the last couple of days. Yeah. I had a session with a lower school class last period today and forgot, because they all came in the class like, Sue, we're doing games, we're doing games. I'm like, why are they always talking about doing games? What? And then I was halfway through a lesson and I realised that I don't see them tomorrow. I yeah. forgot, so I was like, oh, I felt that <laughs> a bit guilty. Man's got through the work and played some uh, some math games at the end, but they, yeah. the kids can sense it. And I think it's, but in teaching though, you want to make sure you're staying as a collective because one teacher breaks and starts doing games on a Monday week 10, yeah. then you're just getting backlash oh, from yeah. your class. Not saying that's happening, where you know, but just saying, teaching works the best when everyone's on the same page Absolutely. i believe my low log of the flu vax i was saying to you <laughs> for uh, our daughter coming in a couple of weeks we got the flu vax about a week ago and haven't had the flu vax for years and then was fine for the first day a couple of days after it and then just annihilated me man like it's like getting steadily worse oh yeah so i was uh talking to a staff member of ours today in the department in the office who's a big fan of his YouTube feed, so he sent me down the rabbit hole, mate, and got me freaked <laughs> out that I put some stuff into my body I shouldn't have, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that should be all right. <laughs> all right, I think, so we'll get straight into the left field question, hey? Nice. So we'll get back on the path of teaching at the moment. Um, how do you turn a student's weakness into their strength? Whew. So I'll say it again, how do you turn a student's weakness into their strength? I think one of the big things on that one, if you go straight to that, is... Try and break it down, I think, break the... Can I give you an example? Yeah. Yeah, so classic, I think a classic one in schools, especially for lower schools, with the society and small attention spans at the moment, a student that may have ADD, attention deficit disorder, or may just have a lot of energy, lack of focus, how do you take that high-level energy and turn it into a strength? Yes. Well, what I would tend to do, I would actually cut it up, I'll cut the session up so that it's done in short, sharp sort of things and try and keep them motivated enough to stay focused on what they need to do. So short, sharp, to the point, tick off their thing and they, they've achieved that and then move on to the next thing. So I think um, just making sure that they stay focused, using that energy to actually help them get through to the next part of the, whatever they need to do. But if it's too long, they can actually go the other way. So yeah, short, sharp, bro. That's me. Yeah, definitely. Keeping the students accountable. I think just let them know right focus. At times they feel like it's possibly getting picked on i mean you need to explain that as well to the student you're not picking on them just you know but say it's just building discipline it's like a muscle it's like i always relate it back to football you want to learn to kick on your non-prepared foot you need to put the work in and build it up to work on your attention spans which is that's against your younger generation at the moment with everything going on you need to work on rebuilding it up this year i've had so my first 15 minutes of all my lower school classes it's just like just quiet time to work on attention spans almost and just silent work to just get them focused yes. again because it's getting harder and harder these days in oh. the classroom and you feel like especially being a math teacher at times where the topic's not the most 
electrifying at times <laughs> you have to be the showman or the showwoman at the start of the room in front of yeah. the room and if you're not constantly doing the broadway spectacle you kind of feel like you know you're not getting across the message you should but yeah. then that energy gets draining as well having to present that all the Absolutely. time i look at some kids today like got this one particular kid who does struggle here and there but i got him to sit next to me and we went through this work and he I said, how did, how did you feel? He goes, oh, so when you, once I got there and I understood and I remembered this, he said, it actually wasn't too bad. I said, that's all it is. It's just concentrating on what the question was, pull it apart, break it up into bits. And he said, oh, sir, it was actually quite easy, to be honest. I said, exactly. But it's almost like some of these kids need to be held their hand slowly and training them how to do that sort of stuff for themselves instead of having to rely heavily on someone else to say, right, do this, then do this, then do this. That works well at the beginning to try and establish the steps, but it's now they've got to take it that step further where they have to now be accountable for their actions and making sure that they are going and doing the steps. That's how I see it. It does, and I've noticed that as well. It's always been, I think, a fear of math around students, possibly more than other subjects. Mm. It seems like it's getting more intense the last couple of years. And maybe it's just young students' anxiety levels are increasing with everything in their lives and the stimulus and everything online. But it definitely seems like the fear of math or of doing math work has intensified a bit as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking today's focus, we look at the level three classroom teacher. So in Perth, Western Australia, level three classroom teacher, other places in Australia, I think they call it a lead teacher or a quality yeah. teacher, I'm not quite sure. It's, some would say, the most revered of teachers. Mm. No, it's, um, I say that, but it's only because I've been through the process. But it is. like it's, I think it's – anyway, some would say if there was a Top Gun program for teaching, <laughs> level three teachers would be it. Yeah. Again, this is just me saying the best of the best. <laughs> but no, I think all jokes aside, I want to spend today's episode looking at what it takes to become a level three teacher, Ooh, yes. to go through the process, why it's important to the industry, um, and then maybe do a bit of a compare and contrast mm. to look at – what do you think? Nice one. All right. So I think before we go too deep down the rabbit hole going through the process, I reckon we need to outline what the level three process yeah. teacher is. So from my understanding, the process was brought in <coughs> in Western Australia to keep good teachers in the classroom. So yeah. for years it used to be classroom teachers, if they wanted a career advancement or more money, more responsibility, they'd have to look at going into administration. Yes. So I think every – so from entering the industry up to about 10 years – you get a pay rise a little bit each year. Then after 10 years of service, you'd cap out. Mm. So to go from there to the next jump, you'd have to go into administration, yep. head of department roles, program coordinators, deputy principals, etc. So what was happening, it seemed like back whenever it was, a lot of decent teachers, classroom teachers were leaving into administration and it was kind of taking away from experienced teachers. So the, it was level three classroom teacher was born in. Yep to keep decent teachers, to give them an incentive to stay in the classroom with what they're good at, which I think was awesome. So to get – so there's pay rise attached to it. It's quite Mm -hmm. a nice pay bump, but there's also the respect as well. As much as I joked in the introduction, (laughs) I did my level three process in my fifth year teaching in 2014. I think it's the hardest thing you can do in teaching. And a lot of people I've taught to agree with that. But I think that that rigor is good. 
I think, as I keep saying, I I think one of the reasons we started this podcast is that teaching is an important thing. If you can kind of, you know, bring the respect back to the profession a bit, I think that makes society a better place in a bit. So this level three process is a bit like that. In terms of the process, there's two sections. So your first section is a portfolio of work. Mm. So there's five competencies and then you've got a hit a certain average of a four or Absolutely. out of five, 3.8, whatever it is. Yeah. If you get through that, um, you're through to, there's a presentation yes. for a 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it is. Um, apologies, it's been a while since I've done it, so I might be a little bit off. So I, I did my process a while ago. You're mm. going through the process at Absolutely. the moment. Let's go, you're more current with it. How are you finding it so far? I'll tell you what, if I was to, to redo everything over again, I would highly recommend that any staff member out there that's wanting to go towards that level three, I would recommend do it early in your career. Yes. I think the good thing with doing it within your early parts of your career is you're sort of already familiar with all writing everything, all the applications, all the things that you need to do. Um, at the same time, it'll give you a focus point to actually collect the data required. Yes. So that you know that you just need to bank certain parts of data, know what's, what's required on your way through. But at the same time, because if you come in at an early part of your career, your thinking is towards getting that is a lot clearer. Yes. I think now, because I'm, what am I now, 23 years in, and I have to now reflect back on past things that I've done. Yeah. So it's almost like having to go backwards just to go forward. So I would recommend, number one for me, is any young people out there, any young aspiring teachers that want to get out there, if you have an opportunity to get into this level three or even just have a look at it or bank some things or start collecting things yep i would recommend it go and go in it quite like what you've done five years in when did it come into your mind that you were thinking was it you saw it thought i'm going to do that at one point or you thought like i'm going to seriously just sit down was it a i'm going to see it straight away and do it or just cross your mind life at the time didn't make sense to take it on i think i think when i came because when i came to australia uh what are we in the 2009 started teaching, say, in 2010. Yep. There was talk around this level three, you know, as an option. I saw a couple of teachers go through the level three processes, and a lot of it was just collating infidence. A lot of it was learning how to write the process so that it hits all the targets, all the things that you need to say. Yep. And as a natural progression, there was something that I thought that I would need at some stage. So, well, coming to Australia, it's different, you know, having to go through that level three process, especially in WA. Yep. But I think the good thing is, is that, as you said, it does differentiate and it does, does open up other opportunities. It does allow you to go into certain parts that if you don't have it, you can't open up that door. What made me get there was looking at longevity, looking into the future. Yep. That's a stepping stone that I need to get to to get to the next part of the phase that I need to get to. So are you, so my second question is, are you looking to submit this year your portfolio? Yeah, see, I think I've been banking or holding on to things I ideally would like to. Yep. Um, and I'm fortunate that I've got teachers at teachers around that can assist in the sense of making sure that your I's are dotted and your T's are yes. crossed and following certain um, writing protocols to ensure that you're hitting the targets. The cool thing is there's a lot of people that can assist. There are people within the school that we have. There's external groups that we can access into. There's a PD that you can do at the beginning of the year. So... Ideally, like realistically, I would love to submit 
Yep. Well, if not submit, then bank what I can bank and hold on to that. And I probably should explain that, shouldn't I? So you yeah. can, so with the portfolio, you don't need to submit all five companies yes. to start with. You can bank, so you can do one or two competencies, yes. get them checked off, yep. and then next year resubmit others, which is quite good as I think. I, works with I it. agree with that. I like that process because at least if you're, let's say you've got other things on at the same time, as long as you're sort of chipping away, you're sort of on the right track. What have you enjoyed about the process so far? Oh, I'll tell you what, it's more reflective than anything. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part. It's like having to find the evidence that, and then, it's, you know, you talk to some of the people who's gone through the process. And there's also, like, as I said, I went to the PD at the beginning of one year, and it's neat how you can find the evidence, and i.e. there's correspondence between you and a colleague could be something that you've done here and there and you just need to have evidence to suggest or show that yes you've you've met that target so yeah it's that's the part that i've found it's more reflective but i suppose if anything before going into this i think having a list of everything that you've done that's the the accomplishments yeah yeah and i think with teaching is probably we look over things too quickly as well so one of the best things when i was in uni and they're doing the dip ed is that a guest speaker come in who was a professor or a teacher? So I used to be a classroom teacher yeah. for like decades. And he said one of the best things he did was keep a box somewhere yeah. of all the stuff that students gave him. And it wasn't being um, arrogant about it, yeah. but I started doing it. And you look back and like a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff does happen in the day in yeah. teaching. And it's easy to forget about it, but you have that box there to remind you. I thought it was really good. I think as an aspiring, anyone going down to level three, that that's an actual really good idea because what it is is that you don't necessarily might realise that that could come in handy later on down the track. You know, having that box of stuff or a hard drive worth of stuff or things that you sort of bank. I think get into the process of that. Do it early. Do it early in your career. Start banking things that you've done, created, or even um, looked at. Yep. And then that way, or even contributed towards, and keep emails, keep tracking of emails, um, any dialogues that you've had with. Um, with well, we'll do we'll do the flip side of that now. So yeah. what? So what have you found challenging about the process? Oh. Some of it, I've actually tried to use some of the evidence from my home country. In New Zealand? Yeah, back yep. there in NZ. So that I can get a hold of, not a problem. It's what's recommended is not to have all your evidence that far back. I think uh, the good thing was, she said, keep it as current as you can. Try and keep it within the state because if you're going that far back and going out of state, it's almost like, well, how do we check in on this? You know, do we ring? The needs to be some, yeah, okay. So just accountability and stuff, and it makes it easier for them to track to see whether or not you're on, you're honest or doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. So that's one thing that I found interesting. But yeah, simple dialogue and emailing is something I think just got to keep a track of. You know, it may not seem like it's a big thing, but just keep a record somewhere. Consistently working away at it, and we'll get into the next yeah. talking point. So for me. Getting in my fifth year was a big big thing for me. Mm. I think the main reason I applied for it so early was passionate about teaching. So I wanted to get the – and I thought I was good at what I did. So I wanted to get the recognition of, mm. of sort of achieving it early in my career. And, and obviously being that young, the pay bump was nice as well, to yep. be honest. Um, what I enjoyed about the process, similar to you, man, it gave me a chance looking through the evidence, piecing stuff together. It gave me a chance to reflect on the good things that I'd done in my career, mm. which was nice. And don't get me wrong, there was more bad stuff that had happened than good, or at least in my mind. Um, but again, that's probably a lot of expectation stuff with teachers. So we, we 
whatever the confirmation bias is or we focus on the negatives more, mm. it's good to be able to get back and go, no, I actually am doing stuff here and have that reassurance going forward. Yes. I think the challenging part was, did I tell you this? I didn't realize there was a structure to writing it. So the oh, yes. situation, action, outcome. Yeah. So I think it was maybe over a holiday, a two-week holiday period. I thought, I've got this. I'm just going to sit down and write it all out. And I thought I produced a masterpiece. I remember I gave it... So end of the two-week period, the first day or two back in the new term, gave it to my mentor who was helping me, done the level three process a couple of years earlier, who was, happened to be an English teacher as well. Got it back a day or two later and it was basically notes on the front page, let's just focus on one competency first uh-huh. and see if we get that. I was heartbroken. I was absolutely heartbroken. Yeah. I thought, I was, you know, it was easy as yeah. shoe yeah, She's yeah. like, pretty much no chance, no. which good on it and I appreciate for doing that. And then, you know, wiped the tears away and actually yeah, realised... Yeah. She was great and she helped me a lot in the process. That's very good. Um, but yeah, actually to, to have it in a structured approach and to follow that follow that template yeah. was great. It made a massive difference. The final two competencies, so the one, I can't remember exactly, but the whole school one and then your last one being the community one, yes. they were challenging, especially sort of being early in the career but because I'd done – Having been able to work in the country and getting exposed opportunities out yeah. there, um, that was handy as well. So yeah. I managed to scrape through with that one, which was nice. So I think the next point is the tips for going through the process to look at. I might take this one first, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, so the first thing, because it is such a big process, going doing it now for me, starting, looking to start a family, there'd be no way I'd do it because it's just too, you know, you've got to be at a certain place in your life to have the time available to it. Yeah. I've talked, they reckon, this is weird, the, the, this varying, I don't know, expectations for the portfolio. People were telling me it's two years of your life to go through and get it done. Other people have done it in like six months. Yeah. So I averaged it out to about a year. I thought if you can do it in a year, have it sort of chip away at it, manage it in a bit less than that. But if you had a year in the back of your mind, I can just suffer through for a year and then whatever happens yep. after that, yep. I can take a break or if I get some compasses, whatever managed to get through but it was that this is set time aside for it set mm. time aside work on your portfolio attend professional development yes. that was a big one and do it early do it early i had the union were great the teaching union they always i think they still do put on professional development yes, they do. which is was very handy and they get people come in and gone through the process mm. if you can get obviously a mentor as well someone that's been through the process yep. recently and on top of that if you can get someone sometimes there's teachers out there still teaching that work as assessors as well yes. and they know the process the best so they know what to look for how to hit the competencies yes. because it is you've got to write to those competencies and make sure you're hitting those. You can have the best examples in the world, but if you're not addressing what you need to, everything sort of exactly. falls apart. Exactly. So do have a mentor. And then when you actually start writing your portfolio, I think start at your strongest competency first to mm. build some momentum. So my one was the self-reflection, which was yep. competency three. Yep. I did a lot of the stuff already. So I felt just start there and see what happened. Then I went back to the earlier competencies, one and two, which was your teaching and assessment, I think. Mm. Might be mistaken and built from there. And then four and five took some time. Yep. And then my final point would be start collecting evidence early. So I almost think that even as a graduate, I was collecting stuff. So I think in my mind, I knew I was going to do it early. Yeah. So by the time I got into the profession, I was like, I'm just going to collect nice. every little thing. Have five different folders for your different competencies. Yep. 
and it doesn't matter how small, it might just be a one-line email from a colleague yes. and you might not end up using it, but if you can keep it and have it there, at least you know it's there's stuff there piling up. Instead of trying to chase the evidence and write the portfolio exactly. at the same time, get the evidence first yeah. and we'll go from there. So what about yourself? What's your tips for going oh, through the process? I, I strongly agree with go to professional developments. Um, the one that I went to was actually quite, quite neat because there was, say, at least 30 of us. Okay. In the room. And is that the one at school? Is that the one? Padbury. Um, oh, yeah. Padbury, um, down in Little. More primary school teachers or high school teachers? Oh, a bit of a mixture, yep. which is good. Um, but the good thing was, was that the facilitators that ran it, they had a good host of 20 different portfolios to look at. That's nice. And what you could see was the differences in how different people put their for- portfolios forward from the colour coordination through using big boards to what, whichever. So it appealed to everyone with a different flavour of how they'd like to do, do their portfolio. Um, it also gave you a little bit of insights of the things that are required. As you said, you know, from six months, you can you can really smash it out if you really concentrate and put everything into that. Or you do it at a one year or two years, either one. The good thing was through that professional development, you also get put into groups. You have access to not that you can't have it anyway, but they talk to about groups on connect groups. They talk about yeah. uh, groups that are also on Facebook pages where you got people who are, have already done it, people who have already, who are going through it at different stages. So number one, go to professional development. I agree with that one. Number two is get around people or get people who know and have gone through the process, i.e. yourself. Um, when I first started at this particular school, there was a deputy that was an assessor. Yep. And that was quite handy because... Um, this assessor bought some of the work and we actually pulled it apart and we said well he asked us simply what would we grade this and as he went through he was saying well this one here is this this one here is this and it was all about that um that sayo yeah um, and that's all it was it was just making sure it hit that those points yeah maybe i missed it but no one told me initially that's how you're supposed to do it that yeah. could just be my ignorance and it probably was to be honest but that's it's a big thing, situation, yeah. action, outcome. Oh, but then and then at the end of the day, I think it's like most things. If you're going to do something, you might as well do it well. Yeah, you've got to actually set time. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've also found for myself. That's the hardest thing that I find is actually finding a, t- a certain day or certain time or certain hour of night or day, and actually contribute that time specifically. So the discipline in that area, I think, if you want to go forward and do it, make sure you create a time and you stick to that time. How, how are you finding collecting the evidence and stuff? Yeah, a lot easier now. Um, I think one the one that I found as you, as you were talking through the competencies one, yeah, the whole the, the whole school activity one that one is quite recent in the sense that in the last five years, uh, establishing a a whole school rugby league program at a previous school. Yes, and that there hit the target straight away because it also involved going into part of competency five with communities because it actually um, dragged in a lot of the community into the involvement in there, a lot of the families, a lot of the, not just the families, but also the um, businesses around. Uh, nice one. We also contributed towards like giving, um, i.e. food, drinks, whatever, as a support or a sponsorship sort of thing towards the boys and the girls. So that one there I found quite okay to go towards. The reflection, as you said, I can reflect on my practice and my processes and from where I was to where I am now. I think the biggest one for me is that going into curriculum, curriculum yes. plan and looking at assessment. That's yes. the biggest one. Yes. And I think so that's mo- all of those tips basically is for section one being the portfolio. Mm. I, me personally, found 
the section one harder than section two. I'm not sure it's just because mm. as teachers mm. we're used to public speaking. Mm. But section two usually if you get through, so you submit, I think, term two holidays in West Australia and then term three if you get through, you do mm. the presentation. And then I can't remember the exact process, but you, you out of the competencies you choose – one or two of them and how they link into a lesson yeah. kind of thing. And again, that just that things like that, just do the basic things. Like make sure obviously you rehearse it a fair few times. Yeah. Make sure you're planning the templates you'll use for your organization, your mind maps or whatever it is at the time. Mm. They're ready to go. And your technology, just make sure your technology is <laughs> up to date. Because everyone, oh, we had so I think it was groups of five. One of our ladies, unluckily, her laptop broke down and she's managed to get another one, but it kind of sends people into a spiral and yeah, stuff yeah, and you're yeah. dealing with that. So just got to be careful of that. But it is. I think, you know, I'm glad that Australia does it and they bring it in. They recognize good teachers. Yeah. They have a rigorous process to do it. I think that's part of it as well. It's not just tick a box and sort of, you know, through experience, you've yeah. got to approve yourself on the front lines as well. I, I, I think the program is actually really good, the actual whole level three, because what it does is that it also allows you to have that option. There's options available to you. You know, as classroom teacher is great. You can make an impact in your class. I think having that level three behind you, it allows you to go, right, there may be opportunities that you could go into, i.e. admin or head of department, as you said, or, you know, just other options that may open up the doors. If you don't have it, those doors don't aren't yes. available. Yeah. yeah, that's probably it's, it's a bit of a pride thing as well to know that you've yeah. gone through possibly the hardest thing in teaching. And again, I, I might have been biased, but you've been through that process. Yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. All right, I mean, I think we're heading on the outtake at the moment. So, parting wisdoms. As what you've done, I would strongly recommend do it early in your career. Collate whatever you can. Do it early because you're already in that um, learning mode. You're already in that writing mode. I think me now, 23 years in, I'm like, oh, man, I've got to go back through. That's the part where I've got to get over over myself. So do it while you're young. Do it while you're, it's early in your career. Collect as much as you can. And just, as you say, once you've got it, you've got it. That's it. It's yep. recognized. Yeah. Yep. What about parting wisdoms? So my so with holidays coming up. Oh, yes. With holidays coming up, I think just teachers just try to find some time to unwind. I know everyone's got different stuff going on in their life. But use the holidays it has been well-deserved yeah. to sort of re-energize and get ready to go for term three and hopefully there's some warmer weather because <laughs> yes. this weather is killing me slowly, <laughs> i tell you what. All right, so like always, thank you for listening and we look forward to taking you along for the ride for next episode. Awesome.